hello hello and good morning again um so today i wanted to talk a little bit about a strange perspective that god gave me over a familiar story um from the bible and many of you know the story of jesus feeding the five thousand. but for those of you who don't are unfamiliar with that a little bit um i'll say it in brief it's it's a time when jesus had gathered a crowd um he was teaching the crowd kept growing larger and larger, and his teaching continued on. Um, now, during this time, there was a Jewish feast, which was called Passover. And so Jesus asked his close followers, which are also called his disciples, he asked them where they could go to get bread. And he asked them this knowing that they would not be able to provide or afford to purchase bread for the entire crowd. Um, and one of his follower guys, disciple, named Andrew, offered up five loaves of bread and two fish from a boy in the crowd um, that a boy had just packed for lunch or something. And I picture it to be almost like, almost out of timid humor, yet like rooted in this this daring and courageous like faith to believe that maybe God could work a miracle through that small amount of food, you know? And God totally did. Jesus totally did. He took the loaves of fish, the loaves and the fish, and he gave thanks. Then he distributed them out to the entire crowd. So much so that everybody was able to eat as much as they wanted. And to top that off, there was actually 12 extra baskets of leftover foods. All this to say, um, the reason I bring this up is the I was reading this today um, in John, and God communicated to me that like I am that little bit. I am that little bit of fish and those loaves. And this just goes to prove that the word of God is alive and active. Like it is never the same. Because I had never thought of this story from this perspective that I am the loaves and the fish. Um, and obviously it falls short in some places, but the fact that God was communicating this to me, it made me look at the passage a little differently and figure out like what he was trying to say through that. Um, so why I share this story and give a little context with it is because as I was reading it today, as I was reading it in John, God communicated to me that, that I am, I'm the little bit, I am the loaves and the fish um and i think this just goes to prove how the word of god is so alive and active like it is never the same because i have never thought of this story from the perspective of me being the loaves and the fish and obviously that falls short in some areas but i just i had learned this story when i was younger and been taught it a certain way um, but when you really fall in love with the word and, and more importantly fall in love with the author, you realize that it is alive and active. Like it is changing and he is communicating. He can take the same verse that you read and communicate something different to you each time dependent on what you need for that day. And so since he did so so clearly in this passage with me today, I decided to go a little bit further and read in the passage um, how or what he was trying to get across with saying that I am the loaves and the fish and so i was reading through and i came to verse 9 and then andrew was saying to jesus he says but what are they for so many they being the loaves and the fish and as i read this i resonated um because i was like yeah i often think this of me like what am i what are my words who am i for for so many for any of your people to be a witness to you lord like what am i to reflect you and and to share of you because you are so perfect and majestic and there's no flaw in you and and there's many flaws in me so who am i to reflect you and and to to share of your love and show your love like i am so nothing and 
and really actually I'm so small and insignificant and and this is true I am small and insignificant until Jesus takes a hold of me and my life and in verse 11 I read that Jesus took the loaves and it was once that it was at the moment that Jesus took the loaves and gave thanks over them that he was able to distribute them amidst the crowd and that is true of our lives like when Jesus takes a hold of your life he takes the little that you have to offer and he multiplies it immensely. When he takes a hold of your life, when you surrender to him, when he um, is able to work in your life and transform your heart, you are able to accomplish greater things than you could have ever imagined. Um, and again, this is not by your own doing. This is not by my own doing. I'm just the five loaves and two fish. Um, but Jesus then multiplied that to the whole crowd just as he would multiply my life and, and work through me so graciously. And when Jesus does this, when he takes a hold of my life, it's like, then my words have weight. What I say has weight and meaning because they're no longer mine. Because Jesus holds them now. And and then people will be fulfilled on a deeper level than like entertainment. And going to just this podcast in general, I am not just like speaking so that people can be entertained, obviously. Um, but I speak in hopes that Jesus will use me or communicate through me or speak to you in a certain way just using my voice. And he can only do that when I let him take hold of my life and and my when he does take hold of my life it's like at that moment people will be fulfilled abundantly and for eternity because that's what Christ does when he enters your life even so to the point that like my words may go beyond hearing distance of of me myself like they will go through you go through others who who he transformed and continues to build up it's like just a chain thing. And I like to think of that with the loaves and the fish. It's like, here am I. I'm lo five loaves, two fish. And then Jesus takes a hold of me and distributes it to the first person. And then reaches back into the basket and distributes it to the next person and to the next person. And just multiplies and spreads and because each person is able to have their fill completely. And, and then even from there... In verse 12, it says, nothing may be lost. Talking about nothing of the of the fish or the loaves may be lost. This is when he's collecting the extras. And I just wanted to say that nothing is lost to God. Like when you give over your life, when you let him take a hold of that, nothing is lost. Like your passions, your desires, your hopes, your dreams, what you, what you love, um, none of those are lost. He put those in you. Um, and he will take those, refine them, and build them up and use them for his glory. So I just want to encourage you with that. If you're fearful of letting God take a hold of your life, don't be. Because he knows you better than anybody else ever could. And he loves all that you are. He loves your little because he is going to receive glory through your little by multiplying you and what you do and working through you. Um, continuing on to verse 14, it says all the people, this is the crowd of 5,000. It says all the people were astounded as they saw with their own eyes, the incredible miracle Jesus had performed. They began to say amongst themselves, he really is the one true King, the one we've been expecting. And I read that and I was like, oh, this is what I want. I want my life to be a testament to Christ. I want my little to be a testament to Christ. And I'm I'm happy to have little. And like, hmm, 
It's a joy to recognize my weakness because then all the more glory to Christ. When he takes a hold of my life and puts power and authority into my life and words and in my mouth and adoration in my heart, like none of that could be for me and my little None of those loaves and those fish that were able to feed the 5,000 could have possibly just sprouted out from those five loaves and those two fish without Jesus taking a hold of it. And I also wanted to encourage you with the fact of maybe there's something blocking you from, from being made like the bread or the fish. It could be potentially pride. And I struggled with this and still continue to fall into this and God's working to renew me in this and uh, refine me in this but sometimes I think too highly of myself um, or my capabilities and I don't recognize that yo I'm only five loaves and two fish I mean I can stop that comparison now because I think you get the picture but like I don't recognize how small I am and sometimes I get out of the perspective that God is so gracious not just to not just to know me and to give me breath but to love me to adore me and to choose to use me like sometimes I step out of that perspective and think well of course God would want to use me or um, something along those lines where it just raises up who I am and inflates my capabilities beyond what they actually are because in reality it's nothing. I'm nothing and it's so small. But because Jesus has taken hold of my life, because he has chosen to use me, then it is something. And it has power, like I said. And I'm able to have authority. My words are able to have authority. And I'm able to adore him further and fall in love with him further. And and so maybe you're in a place where you need to be made like the, the bread and the fish or realize that you are that. Um, realize that you are weak without Christ and that's so not our society ah uh, that's so not the world we live in you know it's, it's like a survival of the fittest thing and weakness is not something attractive but to God it is so attractive a humbled meek heart is something that he looks for and seeks out because he knows that those are the people he can um, receive glory through and he can totally transform and it's when I'm at this point of weakness and I know I've spoken about this in a podcast before but it's so mm, something God so presses upon my heart and it's just like the theme of the gospel it's when I am so weak and so nothing and recognizing that Jesus steps in and is the savior and he totally transforms me and um completely renews me refines me and then i'm come out another way and oh oh and um if you've watched the chosen it's a show of um jesus and his disciples actually um mary magdalene said something along the lines of i was one way then jesus came and now i am another it's something like that and that's just so the truth of the gospel it's like i was weak and nothing and uncapable even if I thought I was, I truly wasn't. Jesus stepped in and saved me. And now I'm another way. Now I am able to step out in boldness. Now I am able to find peace and contentment and rest and solely just being in him. No matter what situation comes my way, um, no matter what trial I'm faced with, I'm able to rest in him. And 
all these things come because he stepped in and saved, because he took a hold of my life. And so I encourage you to ask God to reveal what is the lie or what lie is allowing you to believe that you can just do it all on your own because God is and will step in and reveal that to you and um, bring conviction over that lie because the devil's so sneaky. He'll like to twist truths and, and make lies look like truths and, and look like right things like, oh, I am bold, I am confident, I am da-da-da-da, but you're not until you have Christ. And the devil likes to trick you into believing that you totally are and you're completely capable on your own. I also want to, mm, I don't know, encourage if or reassure, I guess would be a better word, if you feel that you have to be capable or you feel like you need to be capable to prove to God that that you're willing that you're ready to be used and that's it's I just I just want to reassure you that you you don't have to prove yourself to God in any way um, because he created you and he already loves you he already loves you at your weakest your very weakest moment he loved you um, and he loved you since before you were born which before you were born, you didn't even have a chance to prove yourself and he already loved you. So you don't need to prove yourself to him. You don't need to put yourself in a place where you are fully capable because you never will get there. And that is one thing the devil wants you to believe, that you um, have to be capable or you have to prove yourself because he knows that you'll never get there and he knows that then you'll miss out on a life surrendered to Christ and a life surrendered to his love. And if you're scared to be multiplied, like I spoke of, if you're scared to have God take a hold of your life, like I completely understand because it's, it is frightening. It's the whole thing of giving over your life and surrendering to your weakness, admitting to your weakness. Um, and it's not enjoyable to be weak, but look at the outcome, like how much greater and worth it it is than our fears. Look at the outcome of when Jesus took the loaves and the fish and how massive it was, how many lives it touched and impact. And, and so, yeah, how much greater and worth it is, is that end goal or that outcome than our fears. And so that's all I wanted to say for today. <laughs> I guess it was just some an interesting perspective of this story that I had never thought of before, really. Um, especially putting myself in the story as the loaves and the fish. So I just wanted to share that today, and I hope you were encouraged um, and also reassured. Um, yeah, just expect it for what God will do when you give over your life in surrender to Him, that He can take a hold of it and multiply it and work through it and be glorified through it. Thank you so much for listening in to From the Secret Place podcast. I would love for you to regularly join me in my sharing some tidbits from the secret place of the beauty, the perfection, the sovereignty and goodness of my Lord and documenting my surrender to my creator. If you're feeling it, don't forget to subscribe and tune in to episodes dropping every Tuesday. See you next week. Bye, 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 bye.